Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, appreciate you checking out the Inside Pitch Podcast, a daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays, along with the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. My name is Steve Carney. I'm the Rays Insider for Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. That's the Rays Radio flagship station. And if this is your first time catching the podcast, what are you doing? The Rays are one win away from the World Series and you've missed the whole year. Well, if you hit that subscribe button, you'll never miss another show. And you can go back and listen to the rest of the shows so far this season. We've had some really good stuff, despite there being a pandemic and me not being able to be in the clubhouse with the players. You can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Inside Pitch Pod. Emails, send them to InsidePitchPod at gmail.com. We've got the Inside Pitch Radio Show, which will get you ready for Game 5 of the American League Championship Series this afternoon at 4 o'clock. It is a 5.07 first pitch. A uh, Just a note that uh, this Inside Pitch podcast was recorded immediately following Game 4 of the American League Championship Series when there was no uh, starting pitchers announced for either side. And so uh, if you want to check out tonight's uh, Facebook Live taping of the Inside Pitch Podcast, you can go to facebook.com slash 953WDAE. With all of that out of the way, let's get today's show on the road. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Hi, this is Kevin Cash. This is Tyler Glassnow. This is Joey Wendell of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. And game four is in the books tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays as they fall 4-3 to the Houston Astros in the fourth game of the American League Championship Series. And that means one thing. We're going to have more baseball tomorrow. We're not going to have to wait until Tuesday to see the Rays take the field again. What's going on? It's Rays insider Steve Carney here with you tonight, again from the house as we break down game four of the American League Championship Series. You know, for me, I I look at what happened tonight uh, between these two clubs, and you saw a pitcher go out there with everything that he could throw and being able to locate and being able to get the calls uh, when he needed the calls from the home plate umpire and from the base umpires when he needed them. Uh, And then you saw another guy go out there without one of his two pitches that he throws and still being able to grit and grind his way through six innings of work and getting to a point where you know, this team was still within a bloop and a blast, even though Tyler Glass now only had one pitch. And he admitted that as much after the game in the Zoom room. He said all he had was the fastball, that he really had no idea what he had uh, in the curveball. He was not commanding it very well. He was throwing a lot of them in the dirt. And if you listen to the Inside Pitch Radio show before the game, I always say that the biggest key 
for Tyler Glass now is he's got to be able to throw the curveball for a strike early in game so that he can then throw it out of the strike zone and watch guys chase after it down and away or down and in and get strikeouts that way. We will take your uh, comments. You can just leave your comments in the chat below, and I will uh, bring some of my favorites up here on the screen, and uh, we'll uh, continue talking about this game. Um, I, I mean, what else is there to say other than we have learned over the course of this series that Jose Altuve loves hitting in the first inning. Uh, we have learned that Randy Rosarena can hit more than just a fastball out of the ballpark for home runs. And we've learned that maybe Jose Altuve doesn't have the yips uh, on defense. Uh, I think those are the big things that we have learned so far uh, about this uh, series between these two clubs. You know, Tyler Glasnow, as I mentioned, with just the one uh, pitch that he could throw uh, tonight. And, you know, when you only have one pitch and they know it's coming, uh, even if you do throw it 100 or 101 miles an hour, you put it in a spot where they can hit it and they're going to hit it. See George Springer's home run onto the fourth deck of the Western Metal Supply Building out in uh, left field. You know, he knew that he was going to get a fastball. He knew that it was likely going to be up in the strike zone and he got his bat ready uh, to hit it and he made good contact against 99 miles an hour. It's going to happen if that's all you're throwing is 99. Um, I, I really liked Randy Rosarena's uh, approach against Granky, getting the hanging whatever medium ball that uh, Granky was throwing. I think it was like 72 miles an hour that he uh, hit out, and he hit it out at over 100 miles an hour. So you're talking about he put almost 30 miles an hour of extra, of exit velocity on that pitch, as opposed to um, – Jose Altuve's home run in the first inning, which came on a 99 mile an hour fastball. And it was, I think, 100.5 exit velocity. So all of that uh, exit velocity came from the pitch. Uh, Springer's was the same way, 99 in, and I think it was like 104 out. So it, they did not have to provide a lot of the exit velocity, whereas Rosarena had to provide almost all of it in order to get that ball uh, onto the first deck of the Western Metal Supply Building. I, I think that, um, you know, we can talk a lot about the situation with the bases loaded uh, in the middle of the game where you thought that maybe uh, you would see Brandon Lau come in with the bases loaded and Mike Brasso coming up against Granke. I don't think that's a very good situation for Lau, much like I didn't think that when Dusty Baker went and brought in Ryan Presley in the ninth inning, that was a good spot for Lau either. I thought Lau against Christian Javier was going to be a very good matchup because Javier throws fastballs. And let's face it, Brandon Lau needs a fastball right now. Uh, if you throw Brandon a breaking ball, he's going to swing and he's likely going to miss. All you have to do is look at what Ryan Presley did to him. Three breaking balls in the exact same spot. They started uh, at the bottom of the zone and dove down and in, and he swung over the top of all three of them and, and ended up striking out. Uh, I thought that was a bad situation for Lau to be in. 
I, I thought that that situation did not work for him. And it would not have surprised me if Kevin Cash had gone and burned Brandon Lau and brought in somebody else. Now, I, I don't know who else you would want to put out in that spot, in that position, because you really don't have uh, a whole lot uh, to deal with there. I mean, uh, you look at who was uh, who was on the bench for uh, the Rays at that time. You had Lau, you had Kiermaier, you had Michael Perez, um, and you had Yandy Diaz. So, you know, none of those guys are going to play second base. Uh, so, you know, you you have to think that if this is uh, if you're going to have to go out and play a ninth, a bottom of the ninth inning, you know, it'd be one thing if the Rays were the home team and this was the bottom of the ninth inning that we were talking about. Maybe you have uh, you you make a, a double switch there. And when they bring Presley in, you go to, uh, you know, a Diaz or, uh, you know, I don't think you would go to Michael Perez at that spot. Uh, and maybe Kevin Kiermeyer's wrist is not the. Uh, is that's not the right spot for KK either. So really, uh, you're kind of hogtied at that point. They've announced Lau, and now Dusty has gone out, and he's going to pull uh, Christian Javier from the game and bring in Ryan Presley. And now you're in a situation where you have to cross your fingers and pray to God that Brandon Lau can make contact against a breaking ball. He doesn't. He ends up striking out. Now, luckily, Willie Adamas comes up, he uh, um, is able to get uh, Wendell in with the double. You know, that came very close to being a home run. If that's, you know, four or five feet to the left, that ball is in the front row. And, and we're talking about it being a tie game instead of uh, being 4-3. And, you know, give Yoshi Susugo a ton of credit because he had a very, very good uh, at-bat against... Um, against Presley. You know, I think that uh, Kevin Cash did a good job of getting him in today because you are talking about a guy that is used to seeing pitchers that throw uh, not very hard, but throw really good breaking stuff. And you saw that from Zach Greinke. You saw that from Ryan Presley. And I thought Yoshi's at bat in the ninth inning was his best of the day. Uh, yeah, he did not uh, get on board. Yeah, it wasn't a hit. Uh, like the like the one earlier uh, off of uh, off of Javier, but I thought that that was about as good of an at bat as you could have gotten from Yoshi at that point. And you know if that ball gets over Tucker's head, we're talking about it being a tie game, and then you are probably putting KK in uh, to pinch run for uh, for Yoshi because you need, want somebody that if uh, there's a flare that he's going to be able to score from second base, or he's going to be able to take the extra base on a ball in the dirt that you probably aren't going to get from Susugo at that point. So, uh, you know, you have to think uh, a little bit long-term or at least a little more macro than uh, a lot of us uh, were talking about during the game. I, I've been, I was on social media. Uh, I was talking to some of my friends uh, in uh, on Discord about uh, what was going on. And I said, look, I really think that uh, you're going to end up seeing uh, Brandon Lau against Christian Javier. That was the, uh, that was the one 
move that I wanted to see. And unfortunately, we got to a point where uh, Dusty Baker was able to uh, replace Javier with uh, with Ryan Presley. Um, as for the starters tomorrow, um, the Rays have not announced their starting pitcher for tomorrow. Uh, I don't believe the Astros have either. Um, and so we are in kind of a holding pattern. For me, I think that you will probably see John Curtis open in front of Josh Fleming. Uh, if I was Kevin Cash, that's likely what I would do um, because it's just game five. And, and that way, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have Snell and you have Charlie Morton for a possible Game 6 and Game 7. So I think you go opener with Josh Fleming behind them. And I certainly think that that's the way you go for the race for the Astros. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, they used Javier tonight. So I think that you could see Framber Valdez coming back on short rest, uh, to start game five, that that's a possibility. Uh, I don't think that as of uh, right now, the Astros have made a decision as, um, I'm trying to quickly, uh, check out uh, what my buddy Brian McTaggart uh, of MLB.com uh, has for uh, for the Astros. He is the Astros beat reporter. Um, he says uh, that it is not going to be Valdez and it won't be McCullers. So they, they are also uh, in a TBA situation. So I would assume it's going to be opener in front of Josh Fleming for the Rays side, and we'll see what happens when, when it comes to the Astros, but we've got one more, uh, one more day. It means we're going to have baseball tomorrow afternoon. Um, luckily we were, we're not going to have to do these Facebook lives in the middle of the night, which is always nice. Uh, even though this is a much earlier Facebook live than we had last night, uh, you know, being on the, uh, Facebook live until about two o'clock in the morning is not something that I enjoy. And I'm sure that you, uh, except for Chris Lonsbury, who of course, uh, joins us from the big Island, uh, is, uh, is enjoying this because this is right in his, in his wheelhouse. And we're all very, very tired. And, uh, you know, I was hoping, I was hoping to come to you tonight, uh, with an adult beverage in my hand and, uh, I, I certainly think that uh, you go um, that right. I, I I don't think that you go uh, with short rest um, with it if you're the Rays. Being up three uh, one, I think that you uh, you want to be able to set up, have Snell on regular rest in Game Six, and Charlie Morton in, on regular rest in Game Seven uh, for this series. You're up. And you're up two games. So you've got all this. You've got opportunity here. Uh, you go with Curtis and you go with a guy like Fleming that they have not seen. 
So, uh, I, and I think that that's going to be a very big one. And I know Altuve uh, does well against left-handed pitching. You don't have to tell me that number. I already know it, but I think that, uh, you know, Josh Fleming is a different sort of pitch or different sort of pitcher that they've seen than some of the other lefties that the Rays have had, you know, he's not going to try and, uh, you know, throw, 99 past you like Jose Alvarado. He's not going to try and be uh, pretty like Blake Snell did against him in, in game one. So uh, you uh, you get, uh, and, and yes, Chris, I know you're not from the Big Island. I know uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I, I, I just think that you go with Fleming in this, at this point, uh, you're asking him to get, you know, 12 or, you know, 12 outs. You know, if you can get, uh, Curtis to give you three to six outs, and then you have Fleming go uh, three to four innings. Uh, all of a sudden, now you get uh, you get the uh, you get an opportunity to try and use. You didn't have to use Castillo. You didn't have to use Anderson. Uh, you didn't have to use Fairbanks. And, and I think that if uh, Kevin Cash had his way. You would see Curtis for two. You would see uh, Fleming for four, and then Fairbanks, uh, Castillo, Anderson. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, and let's get on to the World Series. That's that's the where that's the way that uh, I should. Uh, I think that uh, that's going to go. Um, uh, I I love I love with the the chicken and rice thing. Uh, obviously, everybody saw. Um, the uh, the TBS broadcast was talking about uh, Randy Rosarena and his chicken and rice and his 500 uh, push-ups per day, and, and I certainly think that uh, yeah, you know, I was joking with Trisha Whitaker of Fox Sports Sun on social media. And I said, "Chicken and rice every day, I'm good with that. 500 push-ups a day, mm, ain't happening." So uh, <laughs> that's why that's why Randy looks the way that Randy looks and Carney looks the way that Carney looks. So uh, I, I certainly, uh, I certainly like that. Um, this is a good question here from Jose Torres. Is it too early to talk about locking up a Rosa rain long-term? The short answer to that question is yes. Um, the longer, uh, the, the full answer to that question is a lot more complicated um, because you have to, you have to do a couple of, you have to know a couple of things. Number one, you have to know that the player and more importantly, the player's agent are up to uh, agreeing to a team friendly long term deal. Um, for Rosa Reina, um, as I as I look very quickly at his uh, as at his agent, um, you know you have to you have to wonder like you know guys who are who are Scott Boris agents, nah, it's not going to happen. Um, guys who, uh, you know, are CAA guys, you know, maybe, um, you know what the baseball reference page does not have his, uh, his agent. That's very strange. Usually I can look up, uh, I can look up agents really, uh, really easily, but, uh, uh, you, so it would, it would be up to Randy and his agent, whether he is willing to, uh, give the Rays a uh, a hometown discount, and B, um, you know, if they can come together for the right uh, the right number, the right number of years 
because you're talking about uh, having to uh, give up at least a year of free agency. That's what we're looking for, right? Uh, which would mean that for Rosarena, uh, he is, I believe, going into what would be his last year before arbitration. So he would have um, that year, uh, so an, a year of team control and three years of arb and three years of arbitration. So we're talking about four years uh, for a deal minimum, and you want to try and buy out a year of free agency. So now you're looking at a five-year deal. And what do you think it would cost to buy out a year of free agency of a guy who is 25. So you're talking about a guy that is uh, going to be a free agent after the 2025 season. So you're looking to try and get through 2026. So five years, you know, are you willing to give him? I'm trying to think of a number that might work. You know, it, you're, you're talking about a guy that's probably going to want five years and, like $66 million. Um, I certainly think that, uh, you know, that's a, that I think would be what, if you could get something hometown discount, that's what you were looking at. If you can get five and 66, that's 12 and a half mil per. And so um, at, you know, at this stage and, and especially be, because of uh, the pandemic, I don't think that's something that you would be looking uh, to do, or if I'm, if I'm a player, I don't know if I'd be looking at that, especially because after next year, there's going to be a, uh, a work stoppage. Uh, so, you know, you, there's, there's all sorts of things that, uh, that come into play here. Um, you know, the, the collective bargaining agreement comes up after the 2021 season, and we've seen what, what, what sort of acrimony there's been between the the league and the players association so uh i don't know if um if that's something that maybe the players association will go you know what maybe you want to hold off um but it is up to the player and the agent uh to uh to relay to the team that they would be interested in something like that randy is right about the at the top end of okay, this is where we would want to do it um, from. They they like getting some of the younger guys. Remember when Evan Longoria signed his? I think he was twenty three. Uh, Brandon Lau when he signed his, I believe he was twenty three as well. Blake Snell was twenty four. Um, so they like having guys on the south side of twenty five. And Randy Rosarain is going to be twenty six, so it might be a little. Uh, you, you might be asking to stretch a little bit now. Could you get something that maybe takes a, an arbitration year or two away? That's another story. And maybe that's something that, that they might be willing to do, uh, just to be able to lock him up and make sure that, um, they've got some cost certainty through arbitration, uh, because that could be a real pain in the rear end, if you know what I mean. But those are all questions that will get a chance to answer, through the off season. And then when spring training comes around, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, are we going to be back to normal? We'll see. Uh, we'll see if, uh, what normal looks like moving forward, uh, post pandemic here, uh, in major league baseball.
We'll see what happens. But we still have more baseball to talk about. Tomorrow, uh, it is a 5.07 first pitch from Petco Park in San Diego again. As of right now, there are uh, no pitchers that have been announced uh, officially. Uh, we have our guesses, but we'll uh, we'll find out here uh, coming up as we get closer and closer. Again, that means that we will have the Inside Pitch Radio Show coming up at 4 o'clock uh, as we get ready for uh, Game 5. And that means that my buddies Pat and Aaron, they got an extra hour to work today, boys. Sorry about that. Um, you know, that's the, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, so you'll get four hours of the Pat and Aaron show, uh, here. And then myself doing the inside pitch, Neil Solons with the race pregame show, and then a five Oh seven first pitch from Petco park. And I appreciate everybody hanging out with me here after midnight. And, uh, hopefully we're going to be talking tomorrow, uh, about a much happier game five result and a world series birth but we'll find out coming up here on 95.3 wda and am six points so until then i'll talk to you later hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.